generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, let's go. First Samuel chapter 2, 21 to 26. This morning, I want to quickly teach on let's grow there. Not let's go there, let's grow there. And the reason it's let's grow there is because many times when the Lord calls us, when the Lord promises us, when the Lord reveals things to our hearts, in our minds, we say, I'm going forward, right? Yeah. I'm going to the next level. But ever so often, the call of God is an invitation to grow up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every call of God is essentially an invitation to grow up. It is a call because it means there's a distance you must cover. I don't need to call you if you're already where I'm calling you to. Come on, somebody talk to me this morning. So if I was to say, Governor B, come. Come or come. Come to the pastor. If I say to you, come, did you have to move or not? Did you have to make adjustments or not? So the call of, your, of God upon your life will require movements and adjustments. The invitation, the promises, the call will require movements and adjustments. So look at somebody say, let's grow there. Let's grow there. Amikon, you're right. Are you okay? Do you need a jacket? Is it the rain that is pouring? <laughs> but if you need a jacket, I'm sure you can. So like organize them. All right. First Samuel 2 verse 21 and 26. I'll read it alone for time's sake. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Verse 26 says, and the child Samuel grew how? In stature. And in favor, both with the Lord and men. Now, Luke chapter 2, verse 40, we read that as well last week. Luke 2, verse 40 says, And the child grew, talking about Jesus, and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. Sorry, uh, this is verse 51 to 52 now. I've skipped a couple of verses, 51 to 52. It says, Then Jesus went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject or obedient to them. He was subject. Somebody say subject. subject. What does it mean to be subject? To be under. To be governed by. To be instructed by. To be led by. So Jesus came into the earth and he allowed himself to be led. I'll tell you what, no matter how well you grow, a lot of growth requires guidance. So you will never outgrow guidance. Come on, somebody. Let me use an example. You remember, how many of you did like the integrated science thing that we did in an experiment? Put a seed in, in cotton. Doesn't make it a cotyledon. <laughs> put a seed in the cotton. Put some water in, on it. I had spirits or I don't know. Control experiment, right? And then, what's the next thing? You put it in soil. And then it grows. 
Now, did you ever uh, experiment with a tuba of yam? Yam. So you cut the yam, you put a tuba in the, in the ground, and then what happens? Sounds like my school is not that advanced. <laughs> That's farming college. <laughs> right? So you put a tuba of yam in the earth, what happens? When it begins to sprout, do you know it can grow out of turn? So what do you put? A stick. Right? So that you can guide the growth. Some of us are growing amiss. So God many times will put a stake in your life. A commitment to live by. A principle. Sometimes a person in your space that will say, no, you can't do that now. Not every restriction is a constriction. What's a constriction? Something that chokes and suffocates and kills. Eventually, like a boa constrictor, you know, a boa constrictor, what happens is it winds itself around the prey and then squeezes the life out of it. So sometimes God is going to put restrictions in your life, not for constriction, but for direction. No matter how fast you drive, if you're driving in the wrong direction on a one-way road, will there be consequences or not? I even saw some of the one of digital display boards, I think along, uh, is it Corridor Road or the, that 7-Up Road, one of them, and they put this thing up there. They put penalty for not using full light, 50,000 there. I said, this is very serious because very soon for not washing your car, Penalty. They are staining Lagos <laughs> with your car. <laughs> right? Look at somebody say, not every restriction is a constriction. Look at somebody say, your growth needs guidance. We will never outgrow the need for guidance. Please, can I have my phone? This is sort of like bulky to carry. Thank you so much. Never outgrow the need for guidance. And so the word tells us that, we're in verse 51 now, guys. He says, went down with them and came to Nazareth. Do we see movement or not? Yes, came to Nazareth and was subject. To be subject means I can't do anyhow, anywhere, anytime. It means that my lifestyle becomes regulated. Can I propose to you, there is no mastery without subjection. You never become a world-class athlete on talent. Ah, I can run. Do you know there's a difference between Abule Muwaleru race and Olympics? Do you know that at the Olympics, you've got to know how to start at the starting block? That there's a gauge that you're running in a line. Now in Abule race, you can do like this. Can do like this, you can do right, but the Olympics there is the discipline of definition. Oh, come on, somebody! There's a dif definition, a discipline of focus that guides your growth. So, speed without parameters is not progress. That's why it's let's grow there. Not let's go there. Let's grow there. Where is the there? The there you were created for. So not all of us in this room 
will require the same training. <laughs> so there are certain people I'm even tougher on in this room than other people. Especially because I love the other people more. But sometimes because I know there is more on the inside of you. And that that thing needs subjection for it to come out. How do you get the toothpaste in the tube out? You subject it to pressure. So when people say, show up at this time. Don't wear that. This is the dress code. Those are parameters. Because <laughs> there's a generation that wants to do any idea as I'll start do. You, you understand what I'm saying? Subjection. The word says that Jesus, this is Jesus. By him all things were made. Nothing was made that was made without him. And he says, the word says he was subject unto them. And Mary, the mother, kept these things. And because of that subjection, what happens? Subjection to the right authority never leads to reduction. It always leads to increase. If the subjection is leading to reduction, either that's not the right authority or you're not having the right attitude. That means you're not really subject because you can obey without being subject. Oh, can I teach this morning? You can obey without being subject. You can drive on the one-way road in the right direction, but inside your heart you're grumbling and cursing. If not that this last man, man is there, I will just drive anyhow. Was subject to them. And he increased. Could it be possible that the trigger for your increase is oftentimes reposed in a different authority? Yes, <laughs> a different agency. Yes. So Houston Bolt is, the, is still the fastest man, is he? Guys, lasted no. Fastest guy, Michael Phelps, the most decorated swimmer. Now, Michael Phelps has an unfair physiology. His his composition is unfair. He's in boats. Like naturally, their build gives them an advantage. The way their bones are structured. But do you know what? If they are not subject to the right trainer, that same advantage would be a distraction. So it's not having more. It's subjecting more to the right place so you can do more with the more that you have. That's extremely important. It says that it, he increased. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm increasing. Can you increase the volume of your voice? Can you increase the attitude? Increasing. Increased, verse 52 tells us that increased in wisdom. I'll teach you this for in the second service. Increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with men and with God. But I want to show us a couple of things that will help us grow there. What is the there? The prophecy. What is the there? The promise of God, the purpose of God, the agenda of God. What is the there? The there that God had in mind. 
the slot that God carved out for you and carved you out for from before the foundations of the earth that God literally looked at the earth and looked at this generation and it said that this generation is incomplete without that which I've placed in dummy. That's what you were designed for. But do you know that that design will require the elimination of certain temperamental tendencies, ideological idiosyncrasies, cultural higiaga, and some emotional crinkum crankum. I tell you what, some people here, and no shade intended, are currently too emotional. When I say emotional, not emotional content, but in the expression of their emotions for the their God has taken them to. Some people here are too logical. So God, is, God has to keep debating, debating. Come, let us reason together. Say, God, we must reason. God, give me 17 reasons why I must. Some of us were too slow to get there. As in, Angels will be like, angels are singing, grace, grace, grace. Right? So, what would God do? God will put you in environments. The first thing God wants to be subject to is His word. Right? Next thing, layers of authority parents, teachers, pastors, bosses. Some of you, that cruel boss is an instrument of subjection. God is using that man to teach you patience, humility. <laughs> As in, humility to marry, humility, we understand, self control. He's here. Remote control is there. You are there. It says, Ace, please come and give it the remote control. <laughs> right? You can see that. God's going to use that to teach you that I don't always have to have my way. Now, when we don't make the change based on the authority of the word, revelation, and the tutorial ministry of the Holy Spirit, do you know that many times the things that people are addressing in your life, the Holy Spirit has been telling you about it? Many times. But most of us, guilty, I'm guilty. There are areas in my life where I'm defensive. How many of us are on the fence of defense with me? Or some of you, okay, if you're not on the fence of defense, some of you are lying then. <laughs> How many of you, are, you, you, you sometimes just sort of get defensive sometimes? Some of you are so defensive now you can't even admit it. <laughs> right and, but, but the Holy Spirit tells you you argue with the Holy Spirit this is a gentleman he's not going to like strive with you for long then when you don't make the correction he will raise somebody else and the way they will say it will now pain you more come on somebody than the way he's been telling you like governor I know you're the governor but let me govern your life I don't like the way 
you are looking at that girl. I'm not saying she's. she's <laughs> That's the way the Holy Spirit tells you. The Holy Spirit reveals to somebody else in your life. So I perceive right now that, ah, brother, my spirit is telling me you're not as holy as you look. I really want you to address the spirit of lust in your life. <laughs> not, it doesn't sit well, right? But the Holy Spirit will tell you gently, Stop looking at her. Just her. The other person says the spirit of lust. <laughs> Authority, right? Now, if you don't respond to relational correction, there will be situational. So the first is revelational by the spirit. Second is relational. God is going to raise people in your life to give you feedback. Number three, because God is so committed to his purpose in your life, it will become a situational thing. A conditional thing. So, you, you say, don't look, don't look. You're, you keep looking, looking. You're driving, you're looking. Accident. The Lord will make sure that your soul is preserved. And that your body is not harmed. Because God doesn't harm his children. But God can wreck a ship to build your faith. God can, it can cause the boat to be filled with water so that I can challenge you to a new level of growth. Isn't that so? Look at your neighbor. Say, stop looking at that girl. Like that. I didn't get that? Boy or men, guys, humans, anything. All right, so what are some of the things that I must have in place for me to grow there. The first thing, I'm going to start with this again. God wants me to grow. I must be deeply convinced of God's desire for my growth. And I want, I want to read uh, Ephesians 4 from about verse 13. It says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to what? A perfect man. How do I start out as a child or as a man? As a baby or as a man? Now it says till we all come. So manhood does not come to you, you come to it. You're not going to sit where you are, make no adjustments, make no changes in your life, and then you become a man. You will take yourself out of the comfort zone out of the predictable environment out of the cozy confines of comfort and complacency and out of the cushion where you are like a couch potato to a place that God wants you he says till we all come so we come to it and that's why when we see that text he says he traveled with them he went with them the person you journey with will determine the person you will become. The kind of person you will become. The person you journey with. Do you know why? A lot of your growth is in the journey. It's not actually in the destination, it's in the journey. 
It's in the believing, it's in the organizing, it's in the late nights, it's in the personal fasting, it's in the personal evangelism, it's in the personal study of the word, it's in that private place where nobody's looking at, nobody actually even cares about you. In that space and in that place, what's happening, God himself begins to make adjustments in your life. Begins to give you perspectives. Sometimes that journey has disappointment in it, isn't that so? And disappointment can be so painful... But the proceeds of wisdom, in spite of that disappointment, will bring about gains that you never would have experienced without disappointment. He says, so we all come. Now, I like why it says all. Pastors too have to come. Drummers. Music ministers. Business people. So it's not me saying, all of you have to come up higher. Even me, I have to come to a place. There are places I must come into. There are realms I must come into. There are avenues. He says when we come to that place, he says the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children doing what being? Who has an empty bottle? You have an empty bottle? If you have an empty bottle, empty bottle, bottle. That's not brandy. You can remove the, the label or whatever. Now, if you have an empty bottle, there's some water in it, right? If you have an empty bottle, if it's, let's assume that it's empty, you know that if the wind blows, boom, it'll fall. Isn't that so? If you have a bit of water in the bottle and the wind still blows, it's still sort of like if it's a very like, big wind, what's going to happen? It's a blow it away. Or a heavy wind. Now, if it's full of water, the tendencies of the wind knocking it over are greatly reduced. Right? Because of what it now carries. The journey expands my capacity and increases my content. Let me qualify. The journey of growth by faith increases my capacity expands my capacity and increases my content so even naturally organically you see children they're in a place are they calm or are they running up and down if you are running up and down spiritually it could be an indication that you're still a child you run around you're not planted in a place oh this one is happening there you go there this one is happening there you go there. this one's that's spiritual jollof indomie. You have one line inside that indomie? Chewing gum or ching gum. Salad, oil. Everything. And when you eat that kind of stuff, what happens to your stomach? Because you've been run up and down, you soon run to the toilet as well. Because there's a mixture of all kinds of things in your system. And what he's saying, it says when we come to the measure, do you see calibration? Yes, Growth is measurable. Yes, By the way, God doesn't count people in churches. He measures the weight of Christ in churches. He <laughs> doesn't count people. He's measuring the weight of Christ. God measures weights. 
Vicky, you're here? Remember, Tekel, Tekel, many of you have seen. You have been weighed and you've been found wanting. So what makes you want in life or experience dimensions of want in life is not the number of things you don't do. It's the quality of what you don't carry. Because you're found wanting based on the measurement. That's why he starts off by saying, as he has dealt unto every man the measure of faith. Because faith is the ingredient that God uses to pour every other thing into our lives. And that's why second service will talk about being strong in spirit and those other areas. Because faith is a major thing there. He says, when we come to the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children. How? Tossed to and fro. Look at Psalm and say, God wants me to grow. Number two, I need to grow. If I'm going to grow there, I must know it that I need to grow. Tag, thank you for those t-shirts. Tag was the one that made the t-shirts. Yeah. But Tag, guess what? You need to grow. I need to grow. There's an urgent demand. I'm going to show you a scripture now. There's an urgent demand for grown-ups. How many of you know there are too many babies everywhere? How do you know that you can be a member of the beard gang but you're still a baby? How do we know babies? When I was a child, I acted like a child. I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. So when I was a child, my sequence of activities were lopsided. I would act before I speak, before I think. Oh, come on, people. So I touch fire. Before I think, it burns. As an adult, I think fire is dangerous. So I don't just keep away from the fire. I keep anything that can be consumed by it away from it. Now, when you have a system that is steeped in corruption, steeped in poverty, steeped in violation, assault, and all of that, it tells you that there are many people in positions of influence that are still babies because they are not taking responsibility. Look at somebody say, we need more grown-ups like you. There is a need. Don't you see it in traffic? Somebody cuts you off, he's wrong, and then the person is arguing that you're wrong. Oh, come on, people. Childish. Let me show you something. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, 16 to 18. Look for it, media, real quick. Ecclesiastes 10, 16 to 18, because I want us to read this. Ecclesiastes 10, 16 to 18. I need to grow. Do you know that when you grow... Everything you do gets better. Everything connects to that area of your growth. When you grow financially, your finances become better. You grow spiritually, spiritually you become better. And it opens you up to many other expressions by the Holy Spirit as well. What it also means is your lack of growth is costing somebody something. When you don't grow up, you leave other people to handle your mess. Oh, come on, people. 
Isn't that so? Talk to me this morning. Look at somebody say, grow up. Your voices have grown down. Look at somebody say, grow up. Can we read this together? Woe to you, all land, when your king is a child. Pause. Let it sink. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys are mimicking me yesterday. Does this explain the situation of many places? Oh, come on. I didn't write this. What does it say? What's, what's the other word for woe? Failure, destruction, brokenness, shame. To the land, regardless of the precious resources in it. It does not matter what the landmass is. It does not matter what the cultural richness is. It does not matter what the complexity of the heritage is. It does not matter how intellectual those that sit on the land or stand on the land are. He says, if the king is a child, that land is in trouble. Potential without the right leadership will cause a lot of pain and problems. And every day when I go drive around the country, look around, my heart is in pain. How can a full-blooded, able-bodied individual be carrying water in traffic and be selling? When there are machines that can do that so that it can use their brains for creative, I'm not blaming them. I'm talking about the system and opening your eyes to see that spiritual growth and the growth we're talking about has ramifications. It says, Wow to the land. When the king is a child, and one of the ways that you know that the king is a child is that he raises princes or subjects the people he produces. What do they want to do? Premature gratification. They don't realize that if you're really a king, you've been resourced with the arsenals of authority and the paraphernalia of power and the resources to be able to generate more than enough so that when everybody needs to eat, there will be enough to go around. Let me tell you what. Nigeria has enough resources to run without you working to live. As in, without you having to work to live. When I say leave, I'm not saying... A Bentleys and Maybachs. I'm saying you don't you don't even need a car. Nigeria should have enough sophisticated systems, rail systems, that you will not need to drive. Those of us who've lived abroad, you've lived particularly in Europe, a lot of Europe, a lot many parts of Europe. I didn't used to drive to many places. Because the system works. But when there is no king who's grown up. What's going to happen is people are going to look at the tools and call the tools testimonies. A car essentially, of course, will testify, will glorify God, but essentially it's not a testimony point. It's a tool for greater effectiveness. 
Now, that's the government. But also in your life, is the king in you a child? Do you eat in the morning? So you got a grant for the business. Your uncle gave you 300,000. You went to go and buy shoe, 50K. Phone, 150K. Oh, you know? That's a king, that's a child. Because children, they cannot delay gratification. Oh, come on, people. Mommy, mommy, me woe, me woe, me woe. That's my son. Me woe, me woe. Me woe, that's Milo. And they can't wait. They want it now, 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 now. And eating in the morning, it means that you want to feel the belly or the physical structure first. That's what eating is. It's not always food. It's like you want to take care of the physical infrastructure so it could be closed. I, I don't want to rock the boat too much. But if you're in business and the first thing you want to do is get a big office, glass office, and you want to paint things and buy official cam branded, you are a child in enterprise. Ella, we have to show some of the videos of the first meeting at King's. I'll show you some, one, of, one, of those, one of those days sometime in September or maybe at the anniversary end of September, early October, so that you can see where we started. There were the colored, you know, like we called damage uh, in Germany during his birthday, and it was like, I still remember everything. I remember those colored chairs and everything because we just moved recently. We had nothing in the living room. We're still building gradually. That's how it started. And I remember people saying, go and get a big space, get air conditioning, get colored lights. how people will come. The people that will come for that are coming for aesthetic appreciation. But if the word is there and you start under a tree, the people God has sent you to will still come. Come on somebody. Is there somebody who's going to grow up? Slap somebody high five say I'm not a child anymore. I'm not a child anymore. I don't have to impress anybody. I just need to express God. He says, whoa, but he said something. He said, blessed are you, O land. So do you know something? A land can be cursed because of the person leading it. So when Paul says, pray for kings and rulers and those in authority, He's saying, don't let their reggae come and spoil your blues. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But the good thing is that in every land, there are lands in the lands. Because in Egypt, there was Goshen. So when there was darkness in Egypt, there was a light in Goshen. I proclaim by prophetic release that the Lord separates you from the confinements, limitations, and struggles of this land. And it separates you into a place of prophetic destiny. That out of your obedience, you will now be able to help the land itself in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, I'm growing.
says, blessed is that land. When the king is what? What does the son mean? That there is a father who has raised the king in the son. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it. Are you here? So it is not a king that just emerged from nowhere. Because if he emerges from nowhere, he can scatter everything anytime. Because he has no roots, no foundations. Nobody has tutored him, mentored him, groomed him. <laughs> we didn't just show up out of nowhere. I started pastoring on campus at 19. Started preaching in a mother church at 21. Right? I was raised by a noble. It says, blessed is that land whose king is the son of nobles. And the princes, when do they eat? Look at somebody say you will still eat. You will still eat. Don't rush to host the crusade. Build the anointing in secret. Don't rush. Your death, there is no competition in destiny. Nobody can compete with your grace. And nobody can vote you out of your anointing. My God, high five somebody. Say nobody can vote you out of your anointing. He says they will eat when? Look at somebody. Say Faragamo, Faragamo, Faragamo. I'm a Faraga. Somebody want Gucci beans and all of that. Well, maybe you're even in the wrong place, but because I'll tell you, one of the things that God told me is that the kind of people you're raising, they're not those that will be running after things. And they're not just those, look at this, not just those that things will be running after. He said they're going to become so powerful and potent spiritually that they will disciple the CEOs and MDs and COOs of the big brands and governors. Come on, somebody. That's what we're talking about. Your heart is not in those things your heart is on the kingdom he says that if they had looked at where they came from they would have had an occasion to return but their hearts were looking for a city whose builder and architect is God I need to grow I need to grow so I should even worry myself about kingship I must worry myself about sonship to nobles. Because when the son I am matures, he's going to be given kingship. Certain things have already been marked off for certain levels of growth. When you were in your mother's womb, what was the resource you were eating? The mother's fluid from inside you were protected by the amniotic fluid, right? And then the placenta was supplying. Now, if they scoop that thing, I don't want to gross anybody out. If they scoop that thing and put it in the place right now, we're going to yummy, yummy, yummy. So when you're craving certain material things, God is like, your taste buds are better than that now. You've evolved from that stuff. Stop allowing people's Instagram pictures dictate your prayer points. 
God. Ah, okudie, okudie. If you meet Tarodo, I will pepper them. Right. So what happened after they had you? They took delivery of you. Then they started giving you breast milk, which means that your food was still connected to somebody else's structure because you haven't grown up. So you have to depend on somebody's structure for sustenance. Come on, people. Then after that, they start giving you formula, right? Formula, formula, formula one, formula two, formula three, right? Then after that, soft like uh, custard and pap and oats and all of that. Then after that, eba. Even though that's not the order for some people, for some people, the first day they popped out, eba. <laughs> right? First day of boom. <laughs> Mr. Jeba Jeba. They came out hungry, like, I got this. Maybe they were born in Jeba. Anyways, so, so, so after that, strong meat. And after that, bones. So before, watch this, you were depending on somebody else's structure. But when you mature, your mouth could crush other structures. Because when you mature spiritually, you can decree to something demonic in an environment, you are coming down. That's what Jesus said. When you have faith, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed. So an old man can eat the bones of an animal that is physically stronger than him. Because you have grown your capacity. I proclaim that something that is eating you up, you will start devouring it. You will start eating it up. That thing that is troubling you, worrying you, killing you, uh, streamlining you, defeating you, you will defeat it in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I need to grow. It says, Inducism for strength and not for drunkenness, by much slothfulness and the building. So he's saying that these people, when they eat, they're not even eating to, for largesse, to, to be drunk. He says it's for strength to do more. And not for drunkenness, but much slothfulness, what happens? The building decays. So the structure that is supposed to protect and preserve, it falls apart because of slothfulness. And through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. Somebody say, I need to grow. Number three, write this down real quick. I can grow. Because I know, you know, sometimes, I don't know if it happens to you, there's an area of my life where I'm like, you know what, I've got to go this on lockdown. But then there's doubt that can I really grow in this area? And sometimes there are even minor things. So I remember when we got married, you know, one of the reasons I married my wife was that, you know, my wife is like very prim and proper, super, she likes to arrange things. Me, I don't enjoy arranging things. So when I was going through the pluses and minuses, I said, ah, she likes arranging, so she'll be arranging everything for me. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, I, I thought, I mean, it's your hobby. Come on, just do it. <laughs> and me, when I'm working on organized side, I can open like three books around the bedside, 
stack of newspapers and magazines. <laughs> because, do you know, my, my mind is like my computer. I, the last time I checked how many tabs I opened, I'm like, don't be like that. I had 80 tabs open. And that's how my mind is. That's how I connect all the things I connect. Like, I'm always working on something. So imagine having magazines around the bedside. Newspapers from weeks ago. Because I want to read a page. My wife would be like, please help us arrange. Then I'll come out of the bed. I won't lay the bed. Because I laid it for six years in secondary school. <laughs> and she was on my case. And it was not a briefcase. <laughs> Portmanteau. <laughs> Look at something I can grow. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I lay the bed now. I arrange the bedside now. I put things together better now. Come on, somebody. Holly, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can grow. We're teaching, we're guidance, we're love. Because love is the foundation for transformation. Not with bickering and tension. And, oh, see, lay bed, my Tell them, tell them. <laughs> Look at somebody say, I can grow. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, 1 Peter 2, 1 to 3, for time's sake, I'll read. 1 Peter 2, 1 to 3. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, what should you do? desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So the foundation is love. And the key seed for growth is the revelation. God wants me to be arranged together. Right? And to express it, not just internal. I'm very organized in my head. I don't know if you know that. Like I'm super coordinated in my mind but God wants it to be expressed as well around me and if it's an area that does not hurt me or reduce my anointing shouldn't I explore it yeah so I can grow second Peter 3 17 to 18 so when Jesus says or when the word says that you may grow that means it's possible right that means not probability is another word for it is so that you can 2 Peter 3, 17 to 18. Here's what it says. You therefore, beloved, since you know beforehand, beware lest you fall from your steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to him, but now forever. Number four, for time's sake, I want to grow. I want to grow. I don't just... It's not just that I can grow. It's that I want to grow. Right? John chapter 5 verse 6. For time's sake. John 5 verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, Jesus said to this man, Do you want to be 
made well. Do you want, Rema is good to see you this morning. Do you want to be made well? In other words, do you have that desire? Somebody say, I want to grow. Spiritually, I want to grow. Emotionally, I can become more intelligent. Socially, all this, that's where I am. That's where I am. And that's where you will stay. Got to make adjustments. And the longer it is, the older we are, the tougher it is. Even organically, structurally. Right? But we can desire, we can start with it. And we can be honest to our pastors, mentors, teachers, people in our lives. Say, I really want to grow. But can you do me two favors? Number one, um, I'd like us to work together. So you communicate it the way I will understand it. Number two, please give me time. Because you were born like this, I was not born like this. Oh, come on, people. I want people to just get it. They didn't grow up where you grew up. They didn't have your kind of dad or mom. And then all of a sudden you want abracadabra. It takes time. And if it's an arable crop, uh, arable is the one that you use regularly, right? The one like maize and all of that. Yeah, an arable crop. You can do that in three months, but if it's a cocoa tree, it's 10, 15 years. So the more valuable the person is, the longer the transformation might be in the process. So we, we need to have the back of our minds. But it says, at least want it. This, Jesus said to this man, do you want? If we can find that desire, we have a seed to work with. We have something to work with. This can also work in addictions. If you have a habitual problem or struggle, start with the want. Right? I know that some things are broken supernaturally by the Spirit of God in the prophetic encounter, laying of hands, uh, intense anointing. But certain things in your life, you, you unlearn them. Because there are neurological pathways, neural pathways in your mind that are now used to it. So even when your heart is not craving it, your body is used to it. And number five, I will grow. Psalm 2, 12 to 14. Somebody say, I will grow. Says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cuts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Somebody stand and shout, I will grow. Shout louder, I will grow. Let's speak to the Lord and look through this point. I can grow. God wants me to grow. I need to grow. I will grow. I will grow. Kala does. I will grow. In the name of Jesus, I will grow. I will grow. In the name of Jesus. You can grow in the things of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. The Bible says now the fruit of the Spirit is love. I love it because it's a fruit what does it mean because it's a fruit it can grow so you can grow in love fruits grow when you pluck the fruits from a tree the tree grows new fruit in due season you can grow in joy do you know that the joy you have is not the highest level of joy possible are you aware you can grow it you can grow in peace there are levels of peace there is peace with God there is the peace of God that passes all understanding you can grow in patience
can grow in perseverance having done all to stand stand therefore let's grow there let's grow there do this in less than a minute let's grow there we're growing in leaps and bounds we're growing in leaps and bounds in Jesus name we've prayed father we'll receive the oil upon this word let it seep into our hearts let us stir up a fresh face of growth in all of our lives the grace to make adjustments to make the shifts help us all of us to be humble not to be so defensive when people bring things to our attention help us to pay attention help us to make the switch we'll receive your help sweet holy spirit thank you we grow in spirit we grow in stature we grow in favor with men and with god in jesus name we've prayed somebody shout is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.